gentlemen, to another jam-packed, high-octane, I, I shouldn't do the terrible accent, but I'm going to Boston edition of the Summertime Gamers. Y'all already know what it is. Like I say, every episode, you saw the name, you know what's coming and everything. Got to get all our little notes out before that. Um, Because there's always new listeners weekly at this point. Shout out to all of y'all. But remember, like always, to rate, like, comment, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Links and everything in the bio description, all that good stuff below. Should I be working on that April playlist or whatever? Or it's April Fool's 22, available on Apple Music and Spotify. Go check that out. Still need to go and finish up Lucky Day's album, the Dream Day, D-Day, Gangsta Grills mixtape, and Alex Isley drops some R&B heat or whatever. So, hey, man, more music to come. I think Fabio Foreign is dropping new uh, heat or whatever, so watch out out in the streets or whatever. Gunshots might be flying. Who knows? Um, Y'all already know, man, Jam Pack 2 or whatever, of course, you know. Um, cr- wrestling's going to be insane this week. So, wrestling's going to be insane Expect that Friday or whatever, super jam-packed. It's the real us, damn it, or whatever. All things wrestling that happened this entire week. It's going to be bonkers. But y'all came and clicked on this. If I got any more stuff or whatever, bump it. We saving it for the end, man. We have, on this episode, highly anticipated, amazing creator, human being, and Literally, I'm telling you, he's gonna say I'm gassing him or whatever. I, you know, I gas all of y'all to come up here and everything. He's gonna, he's gonna say, "Yo, Moog, you, you know, you don't own too much, or whatever." But I tell him all the time or whatever when I come in his streams, he by far might be one of the smartest people I've seen on Twitch. Gnome Therian in the house, y'all know Gnome. What's goody, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's good, Moog? Yo, appreciate you having me on, my man. Appreciate that. Yeah, you you definitely gassed me up for sure. Smartest guy out here? Nah, I don't know about that. I have got a few I, I, two I, things I, to I say, say but all the time with you, bro. I'm like, no, you by far might be the smartest person I've watched on I'm, Twitch. I'm bro. just good at Googling stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, man, you know, I feel like for all the people that don't know and everything, y'all about to learn a lot about an amazing human being. But we have to start off at the beginning here, man. So, of course, we all know you by Gnome or whatever. Of course, you know, I throw the big W's on everybody. You know, Wom, shout out. But, um... The name, bro. Let's start off there, man. How do we come up with Gnome Theory and talk to them? All right. All right. So we starting with the name. We're going to get into some. There's going to be a deeper conversation here. But um, I love it. When I was in sixth grade, um, which I believe, let's see how, that was probably like 2000, 2008, something around there, um, 2009. Uh, I was trying to change my name uh, for my RuneScape account. Um, okay. I've been rocking RuneScape for as long as I can remember. Um, there was a character in a animated short uh, for RuneScape called Gunthorian. Uh, he was this badass like warrior guy, and I was like trying to make a name similar to that. Uh, obviously, there's a race of people in RuneScape called the Gnomes, and I kind of just threw out Gnome Thorian. It worked, and that's been my name on legitimately every platform online that I can think of since like late 2000. So that's okay. just kind of where the name comes. It's not a crazy story, but like. RuneScape, huge impact on my life, so that's why I got to represent. I, I like it. I dig it, man. Um, We're we, we going to talk a lot about your life and what you do and everything, man. And I, I, I feel like I don't know if I should go here or do this, but you know what? We're going to do it, man. Because, I mean, I wouldn't throw out anything that you don't already throw out. Like, I, I call you brilliant. You literally 
teach for a living? You know, so what are some things or whatever that like what what made you want to be a teacher? I mean, I, I know as much as you talk, talk about it, you enjoy your job because there's no way that you couldn't and not repeat it as much as you do. Yeah, straight up. I mean, so I guess what it comes down to is like when I was in school, I was not the best student. I mean, I'll I'll admit to that. Okay. Um, I probably was more capable than I than I showed on on scores. I'm a terrible test taker. Um, so I don't I don't give out tests, which I mean w for some some people are like that's kind of an l but like for the most part i don't give out tests i believe more in a a project-based approach to things but i love helping people um i've always grown up like trying to be my like the best friend possible helping people out helping people learn new things if i know something and i can share it with someone like that gives me an incredible amount of joy um and when i when i came into twitch like it just started to be i was small i didn't know much about it I kind of learned along the way and then I saw other small people and I started helping them. And again, that comes from my natural roots of like being a teacher. I just enjoy helping people. I get satisfaction out of seeing someone be at a low point with something and then achieve something higher and be successful. I love seeing people that like I helped out on Twitch that are now exploding because I know there's so much potential out there. It's just sometimes people need to get those little steps out of the way, learn those little basics, and then they can be them. And they can do their thing. Like that's what I love seeing grow. And I see it in my students all the time. Uh, come in with this mindset of like, like I suck at history. It's like, oh, well, I can't learn history. I don't want no dates. You don't need to know the dates of history. You need to understand certain concepts. You need to understand that it's a story about our past. And like embracing that and learning about that is more important to me than you knowing when the Civil War started. I could care less if you know the date when the Civil War started. That doesn't matter. That's good for test takers. I don't teach through tests. So I just like giving people the opportunity to express themselves, use a lot of projects. Right now we're making like board games uh, and the kids okay. are spending a week making board games about Oregon Trail. And then we're going to spend a few days playing them. And the kids love that. That's a great approach. As a gamer, I bring in a lot of video games into my classroom. We play different historical games and try to look at some of the historical accuracies of it. And some of the inaccuracies, how it's like embellished. And so we look at those things. And again, it's just a, it's a good time. I can't say I don't have my flaws with teaching. Um, I'm young still. I'm only 26. So Gosh. I still got so much to learn. But like, as I, as I learn, I want to spread that on to people. You know, I want, I love being a leader. I love helping people succeed. Like I saw my first group of seniors graduate last year and like, Man. I'm not an emotional person, but like seeing those people like graduate, some of them first generation in their family to graduate from high school, like that's that's a whole different level. Like that hits your heart in a whole different place. Like you can you can do a lot of things, but seeing someone succeed because you help them, whole different ballgame. I, I I love that, bro. That is incredible. Um, what I want to say, because of course you know we got to save MLB for last. You know, what I'm saying last before we get to the series of questions. You you know how we rock and everything. But um, what I do want to know, like, what kind of made you interested in Twitch, and what were some of the first games you were streaming? Like, was that MLB? All right, so straight up with Twitch, I didn't sign up for with Twitch. I signed up with something called Justin TV, um, mm. about nine and a half years ago. Actually, November first. Um, I'll kind of give a little plug here. Somewhere around there, we're going to be doing a huge, huge stream for my 10-year anniversary of having a Twitch account. Um, I've had a Twitch account for 10 years on November cool. 1st, um, so we'll be celebrating that. Um, super stoked about it, but again, like I've been around and on Twitch 
for a long time. I've seen a lot of things. I usually started watching it for, I was originally watching RuneScape. Um, and then we started to mix in some other games here and there. I took a break, maybe like a five, six year period where I wasn't really watching much. I watched a lot of YouTube videos, uh, supported people there, big grind on YouTube. Um, but then my buddy, Speechless, he's on a little break right now, but he came, he started streaming. I was watching him. He's a good friend I went to school with in college. Um, and he said, like, it's super easy to set up. Just get a mic, face cam, and just be you. And I did that, got the affiliate, and just kind of started the grind. And I play so many video games. I had, like, 56 days logged on MLB 20. There was a pandemic, I'll, I'll note that. <laughs> then I had, like, 35 days on 21. So, like, I play so many video games, I might as well share it with people. Um, I was not a great MLB player and that's what I streamed primarily, and I was not good at it. But when I started streaming, my game elevated so much. You know, like, the pressure and, like, people coming in to, like, be like, you can do this, like, get getting me out of my negative mindset, like, that, that's huge. Um, and that's kind of where streaming goes from. It's like a community, a brotherhood that we all have, we all share with each other. Um, and it's it's just a really great, great community. And obviously, we got the go-to community, so you know what it is. That's, that's big fast trust. We we gonna get to them. We gonna get to even. I remember one of my first memories of you a little bit later on and everything. You know what I'm saying? But um, so I, this next one or whatever, because I know you know we we gotta talk a lot about sports. I, I feel like it's the sports, sports. I, I, but I feel like you go a lot of different you know ways too. But on your profile picture, man, I, I've been meaning to ask this, and I was like, I was gonna ask this one day in stream, and I was like, no, bro, I'm having no more. We gonna talk about this one, bro. Did you play rugby? Yeah, so I want to hear all about your rugby career now. I, so Strikes need to know. I played baseball up until high school, um, like Babe Ruth League so, stuff like that. Okay. Um, when I got to high school, um, I was in an academic support class, um, and the academic support teacher was the rugby coach, um, and they were starting their off-season training in in the winter, right after winter break. So I went there, showed up. I was like this kind of scrawny little kid. Wasn't big. Maybe got a little, little of the uh, reserve, as I call it. You know, the gut down low. But like, I wasn't like strong or anything. I went to this this off season workout, and immediately, like the senior captain who was there, like helped started showing me like how to lift in the gym and like different workouts they were doing. And like right then and there, I knew that rugby was different than other sports because in other sports, sometimes there's this mentality of like, oh, the new person's here. Let's kind of like, let's like push them and like kind of. Assert our dominance. It wasn't like that. Um, rugby's more than a game. That's something that's said all the time. It's a brotherhood. Um, you you fight you fight with these men on the field every single time. There's 15 of you, and you're fighting with each other, and everyone's carrying their own weight. And the sport of rugby has has brought the best out of me as a person. I got in a lot of trouble. I got suspended 12 times in school. Um, like, and I tell the kids that all the time, and they're like. Mr. How'd you get suspended? To be fair, I got suspended for things that kids do now, and it's just like a slap on the wrist. But regardless, I wasn't necessarily the greatest person. Once I started playing rugby, I had that physical release. I had that place where I could hit something, and it be legal, it not be an act of violence out towards someone or punching a locker, whatever it was. Now, I still have those outbursts every now and then, but I've worked to, to contain it so much, and Played all through my high school career. I was fortunate to go to a public high school uh, that had rugby, which is something we see now a lot more frequently in this area, but was not common then. We played all the prep schools. And let me tell you, like, some of these prep school kids, like, 
felt good hitting them because like <laughs> these these boys be walking around with like this swagger think they dominate us because we're public school and they're gonna come push us around but we won the state championship my junior year um that was a super awesome one we lost in the state championship my senior year which like seems Jeez. to happen to people sometimes you win it your junior year and it's like your senior year let's get it done and then just couldn't get it done we lost in the finals and it was uh it's heartbreaking but the program that i come from they've won four of the last five state championships the girls have won four in a row too like mm. it's just pure dominance um and it's been an absolute blast to go back play with alumni games then i went off to college uh, started playing rugby there. Went out to Westfield State. Shout out Owls. Um, and yeah, I played there for four years. Um, in my, well, like my fifth year when I was getting my final, uh, finishing my teaching degree, um, our coach had left. And so I took over as head coach. Um, I coached for three years there. We won a league championship and we won two bowl games. Um, so, I mean, like it was just an absolute blast. Uh, the way it ended there probably wasn't the greatest. Um, I Again, I have a lot of passion. I'm a very passionate person. Sometimes I express that in ways that aren't the best. Um, ended up getting most recently suspended for a year uh, from all rugby activities in the United States because I got mad at a ref and I went over to the side of, on the sideline, took like our bench and just slammed it on the ground. Um, again, like that's one of those things like I wasn't playing at the time, so I didn't have that physical release. I couldn't go and like be hitting someone or getting hit by someone to relieve that energy. And so like, I just had it built up in me, like the competitive spirit I had just went too far. So I've learned from that mistake. Um, I've made amends with, with most of the people, but again, like it's one of those things that I use as a, a lesson I can teach the kids, right? Like you just got to make sure that you keep yourself accountable. Um, you're going to make mistakes in life. Like I'm not a perfect person. Um, and rugby is one of those things that like is really important to me. So making that mistake to lose it for a year um, really hurts. And I got really down on myself when it happened. Um, but now I've come to terms with it, kind of treating it as like an injury. I'm going to come back from it. I'm going to go back to the sport. I'm going to be better, you know, just kind of like work to keep myself straight, use the discipline from the game to carry me through life. So yeah, rugby is an absolute huge part of my life. Unfortunately, I'm on a little bit of a break, but we're going to get it done. I'm not going to lie. Not only was I, I was ready to hear the rugby story. I didn't know and this goes back to something we were talking about, you know, of course, pre-pod or whatever, about, you know, a, a, aggressive gnome. I feel like you're literally, like, one of the most chillest, relaxed, like, you know, like, people I, I watch, you know? I mean, and part of that is, like, I'm held accountable by my fiancé, who's home most of the time. Um, I keep it I keep it a little reeled in because uh, she hates hearing me just, like, yell. Uh, we actually – so, like, we share an office. So when mm. she's working, if I'm streaming – gonna be kind of a little bit tough i can close the door but she can be in the living room still she still hears a lot of things one day when we get a house uh which we're hopefully doing as soon as the market figures itself out um right. i'll i'll find myself a basement spot where i can i can let loose a little bit more um some people know me in discord chats like i mean you've seen me sometimes when my fiance's out working or whatnot um i can definitely get a lot louder i'm a loud person um but yeah again like that that aggressiveness isn't something that like I really want to showcase because I think that's kind of a, a bad side of me. It's really good when I can control that aggression and use it towards like playing rugby or doing something productive. Um, but if I allow it to turn into rage and anger, I mean, I can do things I'm probably not proud of. Um, mm -hmm. I guess like adrenaline can allow you to do things earlier this year. Uh, I got, I had an outburst 
no one was around. I was before school. Something just wasn't working for me. And I took a chair off a desk and just with one hand, just like threw it and just broke against the wall. And like the, the chair broke. And I was just like so frustrated at myself at the time. I didn't know I could throw a chair with one hand and break it. Like they're school chairs. So they're kind of crap, but you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) it's one of those things where like, if that happened with kids, I would not have a job. Right. So I have to work still on myself to make sure that I can control that. Um, it's one of my flaws, but I work hard. I try my best to be the best person I can be every day. But again, sometimes we have these outbursts, um, and not having that physical release right now is one of those things that I'm working on trying to fill. So I, I like that. I, I, I do. Um, I, I have, let me see. I'm, I'm asked this one first and everything, because, you know, you talked about rugby. You, t- you said you played baseball for a little bit. Was there any other sports you got busy with? Um, sports wise, not really, uh, baseball when I was younger, for sure. I played soccer. Um, I've always played a variety of sports, maybe not organized. Uh, I played a lot of tennis growing up. Um, my dad is a very good runner. Um, he run does a lot of road races. Um, he's actually, he's a sub two forty five marathoner, sub two forty marathoner as well in Boston. Uh, when he was 56, uh, he's actually running Boston again this year, um, mm. for the last time. Hopefully to win his age group, um, he'll run sub two, two fifty at sixty three years old. Which, like, if you know anything about running a marathon, is pretty remarkable. I don't have that gene. I'm not a long distance guy. I'm short. I like to hit things. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's where rugby. Like, I really found my calling in rugby. But that became a year round sport for me. Training in the off season, uh, playing sevens in the spring and summer, and then fifteens in the fall. So I've kind of been around rugby for the last thirteen ish. 14-ish years. Um, and before that, a mixture of baseball, tennis. Um, I swam for like six years when I was younger. Um, yeah, but like just kind of like a, a variety of things. But yeah, again, mainly baseball and rugby probably are my two sports I played in, in an organized fashion, at least. I, I dig that. I dig that, man. Um, th- this one in particular, because I feel like, you know, like myself and everything, and, you know, of course, a lot of people, you know, we all play music while we stream. You know, we do stuff, we vibing out. One thing I always say about you, and I'm like, you know, I've been meaning to ask this because I feel like you're a bit of an old soul in a way. Like, compared to, you know, like, even, you know, when I get into, like, certain little modes of, okay, I'm in this pocket of music. Your music choices are from an era where it's like, you're like, wait, 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 there's no way that this guy's 26. Like, there's no way. Yeah, so, so I mean, a lot of the music I rap, I, like, rock a lot of, like, late 90s, early 2000s, like, alt-rock, you know, like, my favorite band of all time is Linkin Park. Um live and die by them they took me out of a really dark place when i was in in high school uh, or middle school in eighth grade really didn't think there was there was much left to continue on with uh listen to lincoln park they brought me out of a really dark place so in 2017 um when chester passed uh it really hit me hard um like i again had one of those moments like i took the fridge out of the wall um like it just it really it hurt a lot um, but like one of the things that I try to do is there's this make Chester proud. Like I try to really like bring that energy into my life. You know, like it's, it's unfortunate that he wasn't able to be strong enough in a moment. Um, cause it was Chris Cornell's birthday. Chris Cornell obviously took his life the year prior. They were both really close friends. So like, you know, like he wasn't strong enough in that moment. And one of the things is like, I want to be stronger than that. Um, Because I know it's something that he wants, right? So Linkin Park's got a huge place in my heart. I rock a lot of Linkin Park. 
Um, but yeah, early 2000s and 90s is where I sit with like the music I like to listen to. I listen to modern day stuff as well, but I even go back further. My dad's a huge music guy. He loves he loves sound. Um, he's got really fantastic speakers. He's got, I think, like 12 901s, Bose 901s, which if you know about them, they were like the best sound equipment you had in the 70s um, and 80s. So he really listens to music when I'm over at my dad's place uh we'll just like crack some some drinks and we'll sit there from nine o'clock till six in the morning and we'll just listen to music go back and forth with songs straighten it off like all different genres of music um so that's where i get a lot of my love for that like 70s 80s even 60s stuff um huge pink floyd guy i just like there are some pink floyd albums that i think are up there for some of the best listening experiences of all time. You just sit there and listen to the record. Um, we play a lot of stuff off vinyl. Uh, so you just sit there. You, there's something unique about playing a record and not being able to switch to a song like that, having to listen to the song and right. really immerse yourself in what the artist designed as the album. Um, I think we get a little less of that today. Uh, there are still albums that are designed to be listened to in a sequence. Uh, but some of these albums back in the day were really designed to be listened to song after song, flip it over, song, song, song. And then it's a full experience. And that's where I get a lot of my love for music. Um, and yeah, I, I mix it up. I keep it I keep it fresh as much as I can. Um, everyone comes in, always, always likes the music in my stream. So we're going to keep rocking with what we're doing. For sure, man. We, we, we need some known performances, man. We, we streets need that one as well. Yeah, I sang choir for 13 years, but... I'd have to tap oh, back man. into the voice uh, at some point. So, I, I feel like we're at the time where you know, of course, you know, people know the baseball's coming, but they also know you, so they should already be expecting this and everything. And like you know, they can't see you, or whatever, but they've seen you on uh, stream. Let's talk about what, what's behind you right now, man. All things Boston sports. I'm gonna let you lead this on. Do you, do you want? I mean, we can talk about all four, like. I mean, do you want to start off with a particular team, whatever the Celtics right now, the Bruins, Sox I mean, about to come you up? You let me know. I just, I just, I'm just gonna sit here and enjoy myself. You know, I'm gonna you go let me know what you want to hear. But I, I I'll talk. I could talk all day about any one of the teams. You let me know what you want to hear. Let's get, let's get, um, some of your best Bruins moments, experiences. So hockey's probably the sport that I would say I watch the least during the regular season. Um, I follow Bruins hockey, but I probably watch the least just because it overlaps a lot with baseball or with uh, basketball season. And I'm a much bigger Celtics fan than I'm a Bruins fan. Um, but the Bruins are great. We've had one of the top lines in hockey for the last couple of years. Um, we've had one of the best cores in hockey for the last decade, um, even going back when we had Chara and then we lost him a few years ago. But like Bruins hockey is an electric experience going to the garden um, and just sitting there in that that crowd. Uh, it's something to be something to be desired. I mean, the Bruins fans, actually, Boston, if you ask Bostonians like what the the city sport is, a lot of them will say it's hockey. Um, Boston's a pretty big hockey town. It's obviously in the north, right? So like we get cold weather when it's cold out and there's hockey going like that's what the boys are buzzing for. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have there's a lot of great Bruins moments. Obviously, when they won the Stanley Cup, that was good. I mean, when they lost the cup most recently, that was a tough one to the Blues because they had that series in hand. I felt like every other game they dominated the Blues, and then they would play this one game where they just get pushed around, and then they would lose the game in the series in seven, and that was pretty tough to watch. Um, 
But hey, I'm, right now they're playing really good hockey. I think they're twenty. I think they're twenty three and one in their last like twenty four games, which mm. is just outstanding. Um, and they're just playing some of their best hockey at the end of the season. And hopefully they don't put us in another pandemic break like they did in twenty twenty, which I think cost us the cup. They were playing such good hockey, and then they came back into the bubble and just couldn't get it done. So, but that's that's pretty much Bruins. I actually like it's funny. I got like a Bruins like placeholder right here for my drinks and whatnot like you know like there's boston sports things all around me so the bruins are definitely probably the least um followed for me but definitely still a huge part of my life um last thing with the bruins before i get into the celtics or whatever you know the garden or whatever same thing um who is probably your favorite bruin ever is it a current player is it a past one yeah, so favorite Bruin ever is probably going to be Patrice Bergeron. I think he embodies what it means to be a Boston Bruin. Um, I can't speak to Bobby Orr. I wasn't alive. I never got to watch him. Um, right. I have it hard. I have a hard time choosing a favorite player I never got to see. Um, I think for me that's tough to like. Yeah, they can be an all-time great, but they can't be my favorite player because I didn't get to watch them play. Um, but Bergeron, he works so hard. Um, he's such a good, genuine human being, uh, better, almost a better person than he is a player. You know, he's, he's always out in the community. You see him all the time at charity events, working really hard to, to just better the community around him. And that's, that's what I think it means to be a Boston, uh, fan. Like it's about like working together. Like we're a small city, um, but we, we have a huge heart. And so like, just to see the Bruins, they do a lot of outreach within the local community, but Patrice is in particular i mean he's just such a such a dim like just a good person to to model your life after and i think he's a great role model for a lot of kids i don't want to kill you whatever boston a small city sounds kind of wild or whatever but i'm thinking about where i where i've been born and raised i'm just like wait what but but you gotta gotta, gotta kind of recognize that like boston's always going to be seen as like small because we're right next to new york right and new york's gonna is one of the biggest cities in the world right so like New York talks mad smack to us. Obviously, our rivals are all in New York. So, like to us, to us, we're like the little kid, right? And they're just trying to push us around, but we don't, we don't let that happen anymore. Um, up next, man, the, the Celtics. I think they're like what uh, second or third in the East right now. Second right now in the East, right? I think game behind the Heat. Um. Your relationship yeah. with the Celtics, and of course, like you know, some predictions about the coming up playoffs or whatever, how you like this squad going forward, some of your favorite squads, players. Yeah, so I first, actually, funny thing, first Celtics game I ever went to, I won <sighs> tickets to go to it. I nice. got to choose any Celtics game I wanted to go to. I didn't go to see the Celtics. I was five years old. I won these tickets. I went to see the Phoenix Suns because Steve Nash was playing. I went to go see Steve Nash before I went to go see the Celtics. But then, like, I was there, and, like, that's when I got first introduced to, like, Paul Pierce and – he had like a he played his heart out. I think they lost by like ten or something. But like when I saw the Celtics and like the green is like such like a distinctive color. That's like what I really like fell in love with it. And the green like resembles Boston and the Irish community within in the city itself. Um that's kind of where I first like got introduced to the Celtics. And then I've obviously gotten to watch a lot of really great teams. Uh the big three who should have gone back to back, um, but winning that ship and then the current team right now, I think we have two of the best players in the league in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, um, and they're playing phenomenal ball. They started off this year really bad, and 
I was joking around with a coworker. We have so in my classroom, I have all these standings for all the Boston sports teams, and right. the Celtics were twenty six and twenty five, and they were going into a game. I think against, I think it was against like the Seventy Sixers. And I was, I before we went home, I was like, all right, I'm gonna put this one up as an L. And I wrote twenty six and twenty six and went home. Since then, I think they're like twenty four and three. Um, they just basically told me like, you think we're going to lose this game? And they just have gone on an absolute tear. Uh, they've easily been the hottest team in the NBA. If they played like this the whole season, they would be up there for best team of all time. Um, I think it was a really great move to have Danny Ainge kind of get out of there and move Brad Stevens into that executive role. Cause I think he's good at finding and evaluating talent. Yeah. I just don't know if he's the best motivator for the guys. Um, and I think having an, like Indoko come in and like give that motivation to these guys and like really be able to connect with some of the the younger players in like Brown and Tatum has really demonstrated its value to the team. Um and going into the playoffs, um I don't see them losing to anyone. The only big thing is Robert Williams being out for the first round. That I sucks, think the biggest yeah. threat we've run into potentially is maybe the Nets, right? Cuz when you play the Nets I know they haven't had a great year, but when KD and Kyrie are on that court, you got to respect it. Um, they're a good basketball team, plus Ben Simmons to facilitate that. Um, that's really that's a good basketball team that can be a sleeper. Um, but Robert Williams is supposed to come back in the second round, and I don't see a team beating them in seven games. I just don't see it happening. Uh, they've been playing t- too good of basketball to just falter like that. Uh, if they do, that would be pretty Celtics like over the last six years. Um, they, I think they went to the Eastern conference like three years in a row and lost, uh, Eastern conference finals. So I just want to see them get through, get to that finals and Boston sports teams in the finals. We, we play different there. Um, last thing with them or whatever, can I guess the favorite Celtic? Is it Pierce or Garnett? So actually my favorite Celtic, like that's an interesting one. Um, it's probably going to be Kevin Garnett. Um, like when he was like there, he just brought this energy, man. Like if you've ever seen the big ticket play, like his energy is unmatched. Um, like it all, it still rings in my ear. Anything is possible. Like the amount of times <laughs> I've class. yelled that, that when class. playing a game with like my friends, like hit a crazy shot in basketball and just like turn up to the sky and scream. Anything is possible. Like, that's that's unmatched energy right there. Um, Kevin Garnett was such a great leader for this team. He meshed so well with with Paul Pierce and then having Ray Allen. And people sleep on the fact that like Rondo was a huge part of those teams. Um, he he has made some of the craziest passes I've ever seen in games. Um, he he'd be happy with twenty assists and two points. And like you don't see that in today's game, right? Today's game is all about like who scores. People don't want to pass the ball. I saw me all day, and I'm going to be better than you and score points. Um, so, yeah, but Kevin Garnett was all around a team player, just really brought the energy every single night, and in a loss was the type of guy that would, like, take a chair and slam it against the ground when they lose some random regular season game because it meant that much to him. Every game for him was, like, the finals. I feel that, man. Um of course, I'm asked about the Pats next, you know, like that that's coming because, of course, I got to transition after that. But I like how you're going in order of the teams that I like the most. This is interesting. Oh, that's crazy. Look, I was, you know, um, Patriots, man. I know, I know I people, mean, are gonna be, people are going to be annoyed so, with this. Section. Oh, God, Patriots talk or whatever. But they're going to have to they're going to have to deal with it. I mean, I started yeah, following sports in 2000. Um, I'm probably the most jaded sports fan in history. 
Um, I've seen championships. I saw championships before I like recognized how hard it was to win a Super Bowl. Right. I saw the Patriots go back to back, which like nobody does. You don't go back to back in the NFL. It's just not done. Patriots did it three out of four twice. Six championships in like 19 years, man. That's like, that's crazy. Um, I got to watch the greatest football player ever play every single weekend um, and just chalk it up as another football game. Um, Like we recognize it now, but people doubted it for a long time. But Tom Brady is undoubtedly the greatest quarterback and probably the greatest football player to ever play. Um, He's obviously so big here in, in the Boston, New England area. Um, like we just got so entrenched with the idea of winning. Like we didn't just lose. We didn't miss the playoffs. That wasn't something the Patriots did. Right. Like if we weren't in the playoffs, like I remember the first year we weren't in the playoffs, I was genuinely asking what people do this time of the year. Cause like <laughs> I was used to just watching playoff games. We would lose in maybe the, the conference championship, but we were there every single year. It seemed like, you know, the, the, the Patriots just did not lose games up until that point and then like in the super bowl like to like there are people there are fan bases that see one super bowl that is remarkable like to see a super bowl win that's even crazier i saw six like it became a custom like obviously i saw some of the craziest super bowls ever um back-to-back years when i was in well not back-to-back two two Super Bowls in three years. I got to watch Malcolm Butler intercept a ball on the goal line in my freshman dorm. And then we all ran outside into the commons and we're like, there's a 2000 students out there just like absolutely like raging. And then I got to drink an entire keg of beer with my friends in the first half of a game against the Falcons because we chalked it up as this is just the biggest beatdown in Super Bowl history. <laughs> then we ran out of beer and the whole second half were just sitting there and they scored, then they scored, then they scored, then they tied it. And once we got the ball in overtime, like it was over. Like that that moment to me is one of the greatest sports moments I ever witnessed. Um, I remember like I blacked out when they won. And I like the next thing I remember was I was in the middle of the street crying on my hands and knees, calling my dad and just telling him how great Tom Brady was. And just like I could not believe that there was any possible way we won that football game. Um, and like, sorry to all the Falcons fans out there. I know they exist. Yeah, no, 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 apologize. But, uh, you know, nah, because like I got a lot of friends for Falcons. I had to go through I'm, not, this. I'm not a huge 28-3 guy. I don't go around and flaunt that. Why not? Um, I fun. see, I see, I see fans from other fan bases do it to Falcons fans. It's like you can't do that. You did not win, right? Like, if you're a Patriots fan, you want to, you want to talk that game. You can do that. You can't do that if you're not a Patriots fan. That was not your Super Bowl. That was our. Is, is, is it like the people we discussed before this pod that shall not be named? You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, but that's what that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So like, when I see it in Twitch chats every now and then, I go, "Are you a Patriots fan?" They go, "No, I like this." You can't talk that. You can't say that to Mooch. You want to go come at Mooch? You got to be a Patriots fan. You want to come after him, right? Like, <laughs> you can't come after my boys and talk my game if you're not a fan of my team. Um, but yeah, the Patriots is just. Like right now, they're in a tough spot, and I still expect them to make the playoffs because I'm that spoiled. I don't, I don't know what it's like when we didn't make the playoffs with Cam Newton. That felt really weird. Like the playoffs felt meaningless to me, but like the playoffs always mean something. Like I watched them every single year, but they didn't feel the same without the Patriots. 
And like people were like, Tom Brady's gone. The pa- then the Patriots made the playoffs this year, and until they got their asses completely wiped by the Buffalo Bills, there yeah. was a sense of fear among some fans of like, why are the Patriots back? They're not supposed to be here. Like they're supposed to be gone. They're trying to push us under the rug, but like we still have Bill Belichick. Say what you want about him, whether you like him or dislike him. He's the greatest coach. He's a mastermind. What everyone does now is what he did for years. Manipulated the salary cap and just found those players that would come on cheap deals and get the job done. Guys who perform in their system. How many Patriots defensive players have gotten huge contracts, go somewhere else, get Not cut delivered. within two years, and come back to the Patriots and play great, great football? Jamie Collins did it twice. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Van Noy did it. Now, J.C. Jackson, I think he's a great corner. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out of San Diego in two years and back with the Patriots. Malcolm Y'all Butler. Take Gilmore back? Malcolm Gut- Butler was a great quarterback. Cornerback. Didn't didn't do it in Tennessee. I'll take I'll take Gilmore back. Defensive player of the year of the cornerback position is not easy to do. Um, so we'll see what happens. But in Bill we trust right now. I feel that one hundred percent, man. I feel like Mac is good for the future, you know. Of course, everything you said about Tom or whatever, I just, I mean, hey, I got buddies who literally are in you, in you guys' division or whatever, you know, Dolphins fans or whatever, I, you know, and then I know some Jets fans now. I don't really know a lot of real Bills fans or whatever, unless, like, you know, just kind of whatever, but they even have to give it up, man. It just gets to a point where, like, come on, man, what, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, and, you know, like, I, I respect those fans who stayed loyal to their teams through those years. Um there, there were some really bad Jets teams. There still are very bad Jets teams. Uh, there have been terrible Dolphins teams. There were awful Bills teams. Yeah, I think Tom Brady's something like twenty-four and three against the Bills in his career. That that one's kind of insane. I ain't like, lie. that's literally your father. That's every year is sweeping you and just beating you. Um, and there was some something in me that wanted to see the Bills play the. Bucks in the Super Bowl this year and just see Tom Brady do it to them again and bury them again. Um, but Tom Brady did it with the Bucks his first year. He showed up. Patrick Mahomes was there. You can talk all about all you want about the defenses or drop passes. Tom Brady showed Patrick Mahomes, like, I don't care if you're a young buck. I'm still better than you. Um, and after he won that game, I had to buy a Bucks jersey for him. I, I got I to gotta support the guy. He works so hard. Um, he's such a dominant player. Um, he's the greatest of all time. There's, there's nothing, nothing else to be said there about that. I, I, I get that completely, man. Like trust, even when my boy went to y'all and everything and, you know, he had his little hype videos and then we realized he couldn't throw football anymore, but still, I mean, Belichick had him in some situations. I was like, wait, is this a Belichick offense? No way. But I mean, Cam Newton, like I respect him. I think he's a hard worker. And, like, his first couple games, he looked crazy. Yeah. Then he got COVID and, like, basically he just never bounced back from that. the earth, right? But he was he was playing good football. The first game against the Dolphins, he, like, ran it down their throats. Um, even when he came back that to the Ravens Panthers this year, year, like, his first run, he, like, scored yeah. a touchdown. He's like, I'm back, I'm back. Cam, you're, you're not back, bud. But um, I think he's a hard worker. He was He's a phenomenal athlete. We can't discredit that. You don't right. just win a Heisman and an MVP. Um, without being a phenomenal athlete, he's a smart football player. Just think the game changed around him, um, and he didn't change with it. Um, but I, I respect Cam Newton. Um, I didn't think he was the right fit for our football team, but is what it is. We got Mac now. Mac's the young young prodigy. 
Um, I'm hopeful to see what will happen with him. Let's get into this last team, man. And, you know, it's going to transition us over to what people want to hear. And they know you for, bro. So, of course, you know, the historic Red Sox, you know, a team who literally I thought would be up against my Braves in the World Series. Y'all got real close, but then those trash throws, you know, just ended up. But let's talk Red Sox a little bit. Yeah, you so start, the man? Red Sox, that's my team. Those are my boys. Like, I've followed the Red Sox since 2001. Um, and just, like, the amount of pain I felt in three years with the Red Sox up until 04 um, was a lot. Like, the first, like, year I was really, really invested into the full season was the 03 season. Uh, I watched, like, mm. almost every game with my dad and – when Aaron Boone hit that home run off Tim Wakefield, I was like asleep. Um, but like my dad tells me, like I just started crying. I wasn't awake for it. I was like asleep. I saw it like I was like fading away, and just like tears started coming down my eyes, and like that hurt. And my dad told me the next morning, he's like, "That's what it's gonna be like to be a Red Sox fan." And then it all changed. Uh, in '04, we were down '03 to the Yankees and my dad kind of like my dad grew up a Mets fan. Um, so he hits the Yankees too, but <laughs> he kind of looked at me and said like, it's the Yankees. Like, and again, I remember Pedro saying, like, call the Yankees, my daddy. Um, and then something happened, like legitimate magic occurred. Um, a stolen base to shift 86 years of pain and misery is not something that happens. Uh, Dave Roberts stole one base, and that changed the entire landscape of their rivalry. Um, since that stolen base, the Red Sox have dominated the Yankees in the playoffs. They've dominated the Yankees in in most meaningful games. Yankees still put up a good team every single year, but they dominated them. And that's like that's my love for for the Red Sox. That's where it comes from. It's like that that pain I felt in '03 to that joy I felt in '04. When they won that game seven, like the World Series did not matter. Like we were at that point where we beat the Yankees in like the worst possible way we could have done it. And that World Series did not like the, I feel bad for Cardinals fans. They should not have shown up like they were not winning a game in that series. That team wasn't going to lose to anyone at that point. They had just made the impossible happen. Um, and again, this goes back to me talking about being a jaded sports fan like. The Red Sox have won four championships in the last 20 years. Like, nobody else has done that, right? The Giants have three. But, like, the Red Sox consistently are putting up these incredible teams. Even last year, they weren't supposed to be good, and they're in the ALCS, right? They lost to the, like, Rays in the regular season. They just beat out the Yankees. That wild card game, absolutely insane. Like, <laughs> Garrett Cole, like, you got to figure it out. Um he just he was shook by the moment, and I feel bad because like Yankee fans sold him hard after that. They saw him lose that game. Like Garrett Cole's not an ace. Garrett Cole can't do this. Now, not all Yankee fans, but a lot of them did. Right. Um, and so it's just like the Red Sox are are like my my lifeblood. Like I can't wait for for this Thursday, even though it's probably going to get rained out because it's supposed to be raining Yankee Stadium. But like when baseball comes back, it's is the greatest time of the year for me. Um, and I just love watching Red Sox baseball. Going to Fenway Park, like Fenway Park is an incredible scene. Uh, if you've never been, highly recommend it. Red Sox fan or not, like it's a it's a bucket list item for any true baseball fan. Um, 
it's just it's an incredible atmosphere outside the ballpark inside the ballpark just top-notch experience um so you, i'd highly recommend if anyone's in the area hit me up i'm totally down to run a game big bet man big bet um last thing with the socks before we get on to the show man um favorite red sock so it's easy for me it's pedro martinez um okay i saw pedro throw a baseball in 2001 and i pointed at the screen at six-year-old me and said he's the best that's all i said i didn't know like who he was i just saw him throw a baseball and i saw him pitch and i said he's the best um and he he was the best uh pedro martinez is one of the greatest right-handed pitchers to ever play the game. Like he dominated from 98 to 2002. Like, and I'm not saying like he played good ball. He dominated folks. Um, and MLB, the show's out here disrespecting him with 104 hits per nine. This now, man I has the lowest hits per nine card, bro. of anyone in baseball it. for five straight years. And you're going to give him 104 hits per nine and make his card unusable. That's just disrespectful. We can't be, I can't be seeing that. But yeah, Pedro Martinez, and it's not even close for me. Like, I, I love Big Poppy, love a lot of these guys, but it's Pedro for me. Um, no, I, I feel you there. I, I feel, I'm, I'm glad you talked about that Pedro card because I was going to ask. I'm like, no, tell me you experienced that. Cause I, I remember, still like, used him and I still dominated folks with him because, like, you know, like, one of the games I remember from Pedro the most, right. he faced the Tampa Bay Rays, first pitch of the game, up and in and hit the guy. Up and in, hit the guy like right here. Nineteen in a row after that, he sat down. Like mm. the bench is cleared when he did that. Nineteen in a row, he sets down. He did not care. Mike Tomlin clip. We do not care. <laughs> that was him, hundred percent. He would throw the ball right under your chin and strike you out on the next pitch, just to let you know that the ball can hit you there if you want it. He could put the ball anywhere he wanted at any moment. And like, just so yeah, just top notch competitor. When he said, like, call the Yankees my daddy, he's like, yeah, the, you know, they're better than me. And, like, he admitted that. And the team was like, nah, Pedro, that ain't how it's going to be. We're not just going to let you walk away like that. Um, just utter dominance. He threw a perfect game in Montreal, but the Expos couldn't score a run, so he gave up a run in the 10th inning. Like, sir, what are we doing here? <laughs> I'm in through 10 innings. He was throwing a perfect game through nine, and you couldn't score a run? Come on, let's figure it out now. Mm, 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 mm. <sighs> bro, I, I want I want to start with the show here because um you, you talked about all the like hours you logged in on twenty, but um how far back do you go with MLB the show? So first MLB the show game I played uh, was 06, and I played franchise and road to the show a little bit. Um, then I I played for I think up through I'd say maybe MLB uh, the show eleven, um. Took some years off, 12 and 13. I didn't buy, I'm trying to think who's on the cover. Because I remember almost by the cover, not by the year. Right. Um, I remember Ortiz was on the cover. That's the first time I bought PlayStation 2. I still have it in this closet behind me. Um, but I think, yeah, I think I took off like 12 through maybe 14. I, I The next one I bought was the one with McCutcheon on the cover, which I believe is 15. Um, okay. And then I played the show basically from 15. Um here and there up through i'd say like 18 i didn't buy 19 because it had i believe judge on the cover um and like i was in college at the time and i wasn't running the show that much but i remember on mlb 17 the show like 
in my college dorm room, we like had a create like a road to the show player named Soup Johnson. Soup Johnson's a legend in these parts. Um, <laughs> just absolutely. We also had another one named Joe Ransom. It just we took the D out and put an S. Now, Joe Ransom has a really long story. He actually had a drinking problem in the minors, so he didn't get called up for a long time. Finally got his bid, but then he got into a DUI, so he actually got sent back down. Like we made this whole backstory for this man. Um, he ended up, we ended up pitching like 12 seasons with him, like mostly in the minors. And then Soup Johnson was an absolute legend, dominated everyone, pitcher for the Blue Jays, just absolute stud. Um, but yeah, we played that. And then when I got MLB 20, um, I bought it. I, I remember I bought it like basically on release day. And me and my buddy, we were like, let's make these Road to the Show characters. We're going to be so cool. We're just like running Road to the Show, chatting with each other for like a month straight. And then I was like, What's this Diamond Dynasty? I like never clicked on Diamond Dynasty before. Right. And I clicked on it and I hit ranked seasons with like this like all bronze team. Whack thing, whatever. I think I had like one gold pitcher at the time. And I thought like in my mind, I for some reason thought it was three inning games. So I was in the second inning. I put in Nolan Ryan, who's my gold pitcher. I'm like, he's going to pitch the last two innings. It was not. It was nine innings. <laughs> I ended up losing like three to two. Um, I think I got like two hits and like. I was just like, this is awful. This is a terrible experience. But then I started playing more. We got into custom leagues. Um, and we were in this custom league on veteran because, like, we always used to play on lower difficulties because we were just trying to have fun. Right. And I was losing the CPU games on veteran in this custom league. And then, like, I got up and started playing, like, actually started watching videos. That's when I started watching, like, MLB The Show Twitch, right? I first found Kyle, your friend Kyle, um, who I've been a mod for now for, like, almost a year and a half. But, like, I watched him watch his hitting videos, like, Learned it. Start. I was using directional hitting. I was like, "What is this?" Oh yeah. Like, switched to zone and like, started like I was playing these guys in these custom leagues that kept hitting home runs off me. I was like, "How are you doing this, man?" Like, this is so frustrating. I was getting so mad. I was like texting them like on Discord, like, "Help me!" Like, this is like ridiculous how you can hit. And they're like, "Use zone." I was like, "Zone is so hard. How do I move this PCI thing?" Like, what the hell is going on? And then eventually started learning it. Just grinded up the game, got better. Like I had a negative record in MLB The Show, twenty and ranked. I think for most of the year. I think just towards the end, I just got to five hundred. I was like, let's go. Like I was fired up about it. Went into twenty one with a complete, or when yeah, went into twenty one with a completely different mindset. I think I started off like eighteen and two in ranked seasons. Like I was playing so much better, and that's when I started streaming. Right, so like I had all this coming to me. Um, towards the end of MLB twenties, when I really started streaming. So like. It's kind of it's kind of been an evolutionary process, but like yeah, again, like I just played Road to the Show and Franchise. Now I can't imagine how I didn't play Diamond Dynasty. It's the most fun I've had on a video game in years. Like going back to to some of my early days, just playing with the boys. But like I just love grind. The grind is what I love the most. I I, I like that because literally, and this is where I jump in with the story about how I met you and how I came upon you. So I was just getting started or whatever, you know, got my affiliate and all this stuff or whatever. I'm starting to meet the MLB community or whatever, and I'm still playing Road to the Show. Like, I'm like, you know what, man? I'm not good enough for Diamond Dynasty. It's not going to be the thing. Da-da-da-da-da. You were one of the, I want to say, first few people I was in, I was introduced to. You know what I'm saying? As far as, like, this dope community we find ourselves among now. And... I joked on the last episode where I was like, you know, you, you weren't part of this, but I was like, I joked where I was like, hey, you got to you got to at least try these modes or whatever. Or it's just not going to work. You, you, you're going to stay here and not really go anywhere. 
and I can already see the little improvements myself. So, like, for you to even say, like, yo, no, I just started getting, like, you just started getting this good, like, in 21, it's kind of insane to me. Because I'm like, yo, no, it's pretty damn good. I mean, there's, like, a learning curve for sure, right? Like, there's some dudes who, like, hey, I've never played this game before. They show up, they learn the mechanics of it, and then they're cracked. Like, hey, you know what? You're cracked at video games, whatever. I'm not I'm not cracked like that. You know, I, I have to actually learn and grind it out, get better, like, work hard for it. Um, but yeah, going into this year, like, I had, like, going into 21, I had set a goal of, Make World Series and twelve and zero, and I was like just kind of messing around a little bit. Like I mm-hmm. wasn't going twelve and zero. Like come on, I the best I did in MLB twenty was I think I went like five and zero once. Um, like that was the best I'd done. I I'd never made above, like I just barely made seven hundred rating in MLB twenty. Like I was not good, and I came into twenty one with these like kind of to my to me like crazy goals and like. Then when I made World Series, um, that was a. If you didn't see that, that was yeah. a sight to be seen. Um, that was an emotional roller coaster for me that entire season. Um, I played like eighty games of ranked. I don't play that much ranked. That was a lot of ranked games for me. I went like fifty-seven and whatever to to make World Series. I played like a lot of games, won most of them. But when I made World Series, I threw a one hitter against like a ten eighty player on Legend, like. It was not an easy game. I won one nothing. I had a Jimmy Fox like home run that I hit, and just like I let all the frustration, all the pain. Like there was, I lost the first four World Series games I played that season. The chair for like five minutes with my hood over my face, just like sulking in my anger for losing a game like three two. I gave up like an off PCI two run shot in the top of the ninth at a two one lead. Like there was so much pain that went into it when I made that World Series. Like just felt so good and then when i went 12 and 0 that was that was one of the wildest experiences that had gone like 11 and 0 a week before and then like i just went 12 and 0 with this like viewer draft team like that doesn't happen to me ever um right. but like these were both like confidence things it's like the first i think you can ask anyone you can ask like guys like razor craw the first one is the hardest once you get it like that first flawless, or once you get that first World Series, you know you can do it. You just got to work. You'll be back there. Um, so that first one is always the hardest. Once you do it, you can do it. And like anyone can become a better player. I come in, I have people come into my chat all the time and say like, like how'd you get so good? It's just like you got to grind. It's it's kind of cliche, but you just got to play. Uh, find what works for you. I know guys have different methods of to their madness. Um, I didn't know what labbing was, but I worked with uh, Chronic Randretti, and like we just labbed for two games. We played in uh, like play versus friends with BR squads, and he's just like, sit your PCI here, look for these pitches, look for that. I did that two weeks later. I went flawless. Um, I was I was kind of joking around with him, like, there's no chance this is really going to change my mindset, um, and I still had bad tendencies, but something in my mind of doing that and having that memory is what helped me go flawless. And so it's all just about working. Um, I know some dudes who hit on directional. I wouldn't recommend it for sure. Zone's going to change your game. Uh, Directional, like anything you can do in MLB The Show, and I'd say MLB The Show in particular, to take out RNG is huge. Pinpoint and zone hitting take out the most RNG. Um, You don't want to leave a game of chance to decide your fate, so... Big shouts out to Andretti for real, man, because I, I know he, it'd be little stuff with him or whatever, and, like, just 
the things. I remember he was like, yo, you know, we're going to set like these VR teams or whatever of this. And I'm just like, dog, that sounds like madness. But to him, he's just like, I mean, you're going to get better at it, though. Yeah. And again, like it's not just one person who helped me get there. Um, obviously, people will be like, nah, man, you did it. But it's it's not like true, because if I wasn't streaming and didn't have the community backing me up and guys coming in, like I even had Dan come in and like be like, you got to do this. Like he switched me. I wasn't even using the um, the throw accuracy. I was just using like where you hit first base and it just threw to first base. And it was kind of like completely RNG, whether the ball got there or not. Then I started to get the green meter. I used to think that thing was crazy hard to do. I get a perfect throw almost every single time. I've thrown out so many dudes at the plate because of it. Um, multiple times on my flawless run, Craw would come in and I would give up like a go-ahead home run. And he'd be like, I'm cursed. Like, I should never come to your stream again. I was like, nah, dude. Like, it's not even that. It's just like, you know, like, I'm just terrible at this game. And I'd get into these mindsets where it's like, I'm never going to go flawless. Like, I can, I'm never consistent enough to hit. Like, can't do this, can't do that. Like, and just dogging myself down and then people in chat would just be like nah like you just got to focus on this do this do that and eventually i put it all together figured it out um but yeah huge shout out to like people come through my chat and like just just the motivation that you get um as a streamer from people in your chat is huge 100 percent there i told you man crawl was part of the part you know like literally like i i, I joke guys it's not bullying whatever but like yo like bully means like yo move you got this you just need to get yourself there and I'm like, yeah. And sometimes you, sometimes you need that tough love. You need someone to come in here and be like, dude, come on, figure it out. Like, you're better than that. Like, you just need someone to like tell you, like, you you're better than that. You know, like treat you Facts. like you should play at the level you're capable of. Um, and I want to say you were there as well, or whatever, because like you know, it went from okay, yeah, we're gonna get off this pulse. I probably like I'm gonna get annoyed. I'm gonna get irritated. But like, do not go back to pulse. Do not pulse go back to directional. Like, I like oh, I, if I'm dude, if I'm, I'm drinking and I'm playing pulse, I'm like, oh my goodness, my pupils are like going oh, like bro, this yeah, and you that. Know and me, like, so you can imagine after a while that shit was just like, okay, I just you know. But it's yeah, like, it, he was gives like, me the instant spins. I was like, oh my goodness. That shit was great because he was like, he's like, yo, you see how proud I am or whatever. Man, I came into a whole thing and you're sitting there dotting people and striking them out on um uh on pinpoint. And like two weeks ago, you said you couldn't even do this. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, it, and again, like, it's all about learning things. Um, just like in school, like, there are skills you don't know. But you right. practice them, you learn them. And you use them. You execute with what you what you learn, you know. And that's just, that's what it was. And so. 1,000%. I love that, like, this is going to lead me into the next question I got for you, bro. Because, like, you mentioned your goals. Now, I was ready for this because I was like, you know what? And this is why I love Gnome, guys. Because, like, it's just a little stuff. Because I remember always seeing, like, your, your pen tweet. Like, these are my goals for 21. I have Gnome's goals for MLB The Show 22 right here in my hand. 15K followers. Or is it 15K? Or is it just, I guess, uh, 1.5, I think. Yeah, we got 1.5K followers on Twitch. 10k on tiktok an average of 20 people watching help 10 people get affiliate i saw a little bit of that earlier whatever because you know if you want to shout them out right when we finish this multi-world series and five times flawless huge goals for a huge year let's go yeah and i think people a little bit about this yeah so i mean i think the twitch one is just natural growth um i think that's going to come with time um again i'm I'm not like seeking out active, like not necessarily seeking out people to follow who aren't going to be involved in the community. Um, I love having people come through who are new, 
enjoy the content, drop a follow. If they come back, great. If they come back six months later, even better. You know, just being an option for people to watch is something that I think is really, really unique. Um, the TikTok one, I really want to be more active in making, uh, making content that's not live. Um, right. I don't have a great PC to like edit on. Um, I'm looking actually to get one, but like my current laptop's kind of it's 12 years old, you know, the screen disconnected from the uh, the back of it. But I have enough to be able to make TikTok. So like I want to work on making some of that um, non-live content. Um, maybe uh, adding in some YouTube videos here and there, but YouTube videos take a lot more editing time and more processing power for my PC that it can't handle. Um, but yeah, TikTok's a super awesome thing. I think it's really cool to like post highlights. Um, and I, again, I try to like find those moments that I think are unique to my stream. Um, they're not always the most exciting, but some of them are. And like, I'm starting to add more and edit more with them. The next one's probably the one I'm most, uh, focused on. And it may sound easy because you could be like, oh, you dropped this person to follow and you lurk for them. And now they're affiliate. Congratulations. You've helped. That's not what I mean. Um, I want to help people like grow. Uh, I followed Von Von when he had six followers. Um, he was sitting on the floor with no face cam. I told him, I was like, you need a face cam. He went to the store, bought a face cam. And then he was sitting down and looking up. And I was like, are you sitting on the floor? He's like, yeah, so I can be close to the TV. I was like, buddy, put your camera on the coffee table and sit on the couch. Like, get yourself comfortable. Why are we sitting on the floor? Man's got whatever, like 1.5K followers now and averaging 40 people a stream, right? Like, that's the type of growth that I want to be able to help people with. You know, find people who are dedicated to streaming and help them with those initial steps. You know, like, I'm a mod in so many chats. Like, honestly, at times it hurts me because, like, I want to be in all the chats where I'm a mod. I want to be in all the chats in general. But, like, every chat I go into, like, I'm trying to help people out. Like, I'll show up. And, like, there will be, like, three mods trying to figure out how to make a lurk command. And I'll just be like, what do you want it to say? And I'll write it up real quick because I know how to do all these different bots and their commands. And being able to have that, I've taught other mods how to mod for people. So, like, I'm still a mod there, but, like, I'm helping them get set up and do all that stuff. Um, that's what I really want to do is help people grow, um, you know, teach them the ropes of Twitch. Like, hey, like, I teach people how to, like, streamers how to raid. Cause like, that's not like something everyone knows you backslash raid and then the username. Um, like even if you're raiding with one person, like you're getting your name out there, you're starting to branch out, meet some new people, so on and so forth. Um, so being able to help smaller streamers do that, cause there's going to be a lot who, who come around right now and finding those people who want to be successful and then seeing them grow. Like right. it's going to sound weird, but I like seeing people that I help surpass me in what I'm doing content wise like i love seeing people that just explode um like i've been there for like chowda like Chowda's a really good dude like von von some of these guys just helping them like explode um even with like craw like craw is going off right now and i love that guy his content is top notch uh, some of the best on twitch not even mlb related um but i've been me and xm have been mods for him we like we help him out on every single thing like He'll be like, I don't know how to do this. I'll be like, call me on Discord. We figure it out. We get him set up with it. He knows how to execute once he has it working. He knows how to display that content and give it to the people. Um, but everyone needs help. Uh, even like big streamers sometimes need help doing things, right? And it's being able to help them. Being a good mod is something that I think is really important. Having really good mods on Twitch. I actually don't have a lot of mods because I just do a lot of it myself. 
Um, but I'm definitely going to be looking for some people in the future. Uh, but yeah, again, helping people learn the ropes of Twitch and being able to just be comfortable being themselves and not have to worry about all that. Like, I, I, I don't have a chat bot. Thanks for lurking here. Let me put this shout out, so on and so forth. Like writing out the shout out by hand, like, dude, just let me, let me set you up with all that. Right. Let me lurk with you. I love chatting when there's just the streamer and I like, right. Cause like we were all at that point where it was just one viewer and like, I can be in chats where there's 15 people and I could easily chat with all of them, but there's something unique about me being in a chat with one guy and just, just going on and chatting with them, giving them someone to talk to is huge. Like it may not be your favorite use of time. They may not be the most interesting to you, but all these people are good people. You know, they have good backstories and getting to know them and like help them that way is so much better. No, and it's, I love everything you said there because like it's the little things. And then it's just like, even with times where it's like, yo, we have, you know, stuff we're trying to do. And there's other people you like, you're trying to go in and lurk on and check on and yo, like, you know, you have a fiance, you have life, like stuff hits, man. So, but I will always say this or whatever too, man. And Gnome is always one of the first five in there every time it, i mean it does not matter every time or whatever it's like you want to see gnome theory or whatever Moo, you know like every single time it's it, like he's not he's not kidding with this yeah if i'm on twitch i'm always checking out to see what the boys are up to um i'm always checking out to see who comes on i follow like genuinely so many people right now i have to like scroll down and always hit the show more show more to find mm -hmm. like my friends who are small who are getting bigger and like the people who i'm trying to help and like Giving them someone to chat to. Like, I'll lurk all the time. I'm in so many chats. Like, I only have 12 open right now, but I have a couple more I could open. But it's just, like, it's all about, like, supporting people and, like, giving them, like, even if you drop someone a lurk, right, you may not be chatting with them, but you can come back, check in with them, see how they're doing, you know, ask them, like, the the basic questions. Streamers are used to answering the same question 50 times in a Sorry. row, right? So, like... It's just giving them someone to talk to, giving them the confidence of speaking to no one in a way, right? Like when you stream, you're not speaking on like a mic to someone, you're not hearing anything, you're reading chats. Like, so giving them the experience of like trying to hold a conversation while reading a chat, which isn't an easy thing to do as a streamer. Now MLB does cater to that a lot more, yeah. um, but like giving them that opportunity to practice that is so huge. And like, they may never say it to you, but to them, it is a big, a big deal, right? Like it allows them to to practice that skill, which is so necessary for streaming. That's, yeah, that, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. You hit it right on the head. Um, as far as, you know, like, we're actually recording this on the day of the, I guess, actual release or whatever, you know, we, we of course, got this over the weekend and everything, but, like, well, some things you're loving about the new game so far, like, you know, some, like, you want to get into, like, talk to us about this, man. 100%, like, so, I mean, obviously... With any new game, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of anticipation. This was the first time I did like a midnight release of something. Mm -hmm. um, did 13 hours on launch day. Obviously, when you get a game early edition, right, you want it to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Like I expected that. Um, I expect it's basically beta round two, right? You're getting it early. Right. All your progress counts, but expect there's going to be bugs, right? There's going to be server issues. There's going to be all these types of things. Um, I would say the game plays really well. It's smooth. Uh, there's a couple things that I'm struggling to, I guess, learn, and I'm going to work towards that. But, like, the pitcher stamina in three inning games for relief pitchers, like, you bring a guy in fully warmed up, he gives you 10 pitches, he's in the red, right? I've been hearing now, that a lot, yeah. 
you get into you get into like a long at bat in your first two batters, you're going to be pitching to that third batter guaranteed in the red. Their PCI is going to be bigger. They're going to have the advantage there. And sometimes that third batter is a mismatch for you, right? Like you're just right. hoping to get those first two guys out so you can pitch this guy with healthy. Like if you get like you have a righty on there, he gets tired. Now he's got to pitch to like an Austin Meadows who crushes righties. Now you have a mismatch and you're in the red. Um, so I think they might need to tweak that a little bit. We'll see what they end up doing. Um, but on a, on a whole, like I've just been, I've been enjoying the game. I think it plays really smooth. I love the grind. Again, that's the biggest thing I love about Emma. The show is just grinding out new content, new cards, building a team from nothing. Honestly, getting to use non 99s is such a relief because I've been using 99s for the last like three and a half months of MLB 21. Right. So being able to play with these, like a 90 overall card being the best on your team, that's like a cool feeling, right? Because you get to use these guys. It's like, this is my stud. No 90 overall is making your team in in March. You know, like, that's just not going to happen. So Facts. that's that's what I've been enjoying. Um, we'll see how they do it again. Like, as I was telling you uh, before the show, like, sometimes people are still getting into freeze-offs. And, like, it's a shame we still have to say that in 22. But we'll see what they end up, what they end up doing with that. Um, yeah, it's just it, that that part of the game can take a lot out of a content creator uh, in the sense, like, say you go live, you're 20 minutes into stream, you get into a freeze off and you're five and O game of BR. Like, you don't want to quit because you might have a nice team, but you're also not going to sit there for four hours waiting for this guy to quit. Like, there are dudes who don't quit after days. It's like, mm. like, I guess you can have this one, man. Like, I'm trying to produce content here. It sucks, but I guess I'll start from from the beginning. So we'll see what we'll see what ends up happening. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun so far, so we'll keep grinding. 100% there. And like I told you, whatever I, you saw, I was struggling because on like old gen or whatever, um, co-op wasn't working, you know, yeah. like they just got many seasons back working, I think Sunday. So this, yeah, co-op, <sighs> co-op's a big thing that I'm down about. Um, I have huge plans for using co-op for different things. Um, the fact that it doesn't work cross-platform right now is really disappointing because uh, I have a bunch of dudes on Xbox I wanted to run with. Um, I think you can still do like the thing you did in the beta where it's like, hey, let's try to match up 3-2-1, but there's an additional like 150,000 people around the world playing. Right. So like, trying to match up in the tech test is different than trying to match up in the actual game. So we'll see what ends up happening. I played one game with Andretti. Um, we just dusted these dudes. We were replaying home runs and they quit. <laughs> um like i guess this is what it is man like we thought it was six innings like it wasn't a tech test and we threw a perfect game through six and then they're like yep top of the seventh i was like all right six so we just we didn't okay um but yeah it, it was fun and i think i think it has so much potential uh, i just hope they're able to figure it out get it all fixed up so that we can all run things like you and i you and i would run some crazy co uh, games I, i'm um, ready man like the the energy alone with those no mooks uh co-op is gonna be insane I can't mm-hmm. wait. Absolutely. Uh, anything else with the show or just with that before I we get to these series of questions, we get to know you as a gamer? Yeah, I mean, like, I love the show. I'm somewhat addicted to it, right? So, like, the game can literally not function. I'll probably still play it. Um, I love baseball. Like, you know, I love stats so like it's it's a it's a great game and like i mean obviously the twitch community around mlb the show is is unmatched uh it's not even remotely close i've watched a lot of twitch i've never seen a tighter community 
uh, from like the top guys in the community all the way to the bottom guys. Like it's a small community, but it's, it's a really tight community and we, we all work really hard together. Um, everyone's supporting everyone. There's only like maybe a handful of people that like kind of separate themselves from the community in a, in a negative way, but for the most part, everyone's supporting everyone. And that's just what I love to see. And that's what drives me to keep playing the show sometimes, right? Like dudes don't play a game 11 months after release. I was grinding MLB the show in March um because the community because people would still come through like people want to watch it, people want to talk about the new game like that's that's what fires me up about mlb the show so i'm i'm hopeful that this year is going to be a big one i know it's a huge year for a lot of my friends content wise um i want to see all the boys go off like i see all the boys going off right now they've got all these uh increased viewers with uh with launch dates so like i'm i'm fired up to see all that um nothing makes me like smile more than dudes who like I remember talking to with two viewers and have 43 viewers and are just like have all these friends in their community, have their own little communities. Um, it's just such a unique game. If you've never played MLB the show, like highly recommend it. Even you hop in the community, there's people in our community that don't play the show. They just come because they know our community is tight. They know that it's a, it's good vibes all the time. So highly recommend it, but yeah, I'm fired up to play. I'll probably load it up right after this. Oh, big fact, same. I got to grind up order because I'm looking at the rest of y'all squad. And I'm like, I am getting behind. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, <laughs> getting behind. But shout, shout, hey, shout out to y'all because I told you right before we started or whatever, and y'all always like, Mook, Herman Killebrew, thank us later. That's how, <laughs> facts, that's how I hit the walk facts. off or whatever to win the little um, today's daily mission. So Gold, Gold Harmon. Gold Harmon's always cracked every single year. If they remove that man. card, I think people would riot. Hey, hey, I'm I'm on the team already. I dig it. Um, you you know this man, like you said, you've listened to previous episodes or whatever, man. You know we've got to get to know you as just a gamer overall. Get to just in general. So, first question for you here, bro. What is well? What was the first game that you remember playing and the console it was on? So first game I remember playing. Like now, I don't know if anyone knows what this game is or has played this game. Like I will be Nobody so happy. Nobody going to crates. Um, Power Pete. Interesting. On, on Apple desktop, like old school. I'm talking like 97 Apple desktops. Um, if anyone knows what Power Pete is, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Discord. Find me because we got to chat. Because Power Pete was one of the greatest games ever. Um, you basically ran around and collected these bunnies, and you saved them from like. I don't even remember what you did, but you ran around and when you won the mission, you like flew off was the greatest game ever at, at that time. And that's the first video game I remember playing. Um, I don't, I don't know how to find it. Right. I don't know how to play it again. If I could, I would stream it. Um, but that, that's the first video game I remember playing power Pete. Uh, you can look it up online. Um, but yeah, it's, I know it's going to be a unique one. Um, obviously played like some N64 games, but Power Pete, probably when I was about like four or five, I remember playing that game. Um, I don't remember much before I was five, to be fair. So if I played some, I played some, but I don't think so. I like that, man. That was that was way out of the box. I'm digging it. Yeah, I, I I didn't like honestly like think about it all that much. And then when you said first you ever played, like even like I was thinking kind of thinking about these questions when I was listening to previous podcasts and like. That didn't come up until right now. <laughs> I don't know why that came up out of my mind. 
Um, but yeah, Power Pete. Um, up next, if you could choose one of these, which one you going with? We got Nintendo, Sega, Sony, or Microsoft. Uh, Sony. I've been PlayStation since PlayStation One. I've always had a PlayStation. Never owned an Xbox. Um, all my friends were PlayStation. Um, at least when I was growing up, like my friends in high school and middle school and whatnot. Um, when I got to college, I met a couple more Xbox people. Um, but at that point, we were all together, so like just grind it. Like I've played on Xbox before, like 360, Xbox One. Um, but yeah, hundred uh, percent Sony. I've always been with them. Um, and honestly, like you and OG MLB the Show player, like Sony is what it was. It ain't no sharing with Xbox. You lucky we share with you Xbox users. Hey man, you, better, you, you thank SDS for that. I appreciate it, and I'm 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 to the point where I'm like, am I gonna cop the game on the Switch so I can play whenever I'm at my girl's crib? It might end up happening, <laughs> but at Super Grind. Because I'm hearing you could link a, your account, and I'm like, oh, dude, that sounds too clutch. The fact that you can do it with, like, Switch is kind of big, right? You can be running, like, some Conquest games, like, on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, 100% Sony. Would never back away from that. I'll probably receive some hate for that, but, hey, it is what it is. Nah, that, nah that, definitely not Sony. Um, Up next for you, a popular game that you can admit to never playing. Um, In a more modern sense... I never played Warzone. Um, any, You're doing any it right. The, Don't do like, it. Newer Call of Duty. None of the Call of Duty BR games. Um, obviously, like because I'm not Xbox. I I mean I played Halo One, but never played any Halos after that. Okay. Um, but I played Halo One on PC. So like, um, trying to think other things. Like I also like this is more old school. Um. But I never played any of the Pokemon games. I know people ran Pokemon, but like I had I had Nintendos, but I just never was into Pokemon, never really got into it. I was wow. when I was growing up, like I played a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh, the actual card game. Um oh, yeah. like one of my buddies actually like competed in tournaments when we were in like middle school um for Yu-Gi-Oh. Like so he was like kind of cracked at it. But like that's why I played Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, was never really into like Pokemon. I watched a little bit of it, but was never really into it as like an actual game to play. Like, ever played Emerald, Diamond, any of that stuff? I'm hurting a little bit over here, but with a little side question right here or whatever. Um, did you check out or rock with the new Master Duel? The new Master Duo. Yeah, the, the free game that you no. dropped. No. Check that cannot, out. I'm pretty sure confirm. it's still free. Yeah, I'll definitely around. have to check it. You have to, you have to link it to me. Um, but I'll have to big check bet. it out. I got a buddy that's gotten big or back big into Yu-Gi-Oh like a couple of years ago, collecting cards again. And I never played any of the Yu-Gi-Oh video games. I only a lot like, of them played the cards. Yeah, really good, that's though. the thing. Is like I was gonna say, like a lot of them like were actually yeah. terrible. Duels but like I played the card game. I still have all my cards somewhere. Right. Um, they're probably not good anymore. I probably honestly have a card that's worth like ten grand somewhere, sitting somewhere like that I don't know about. Um, but yeah, yeah, I have, nah. to, I have to give it a give it a game. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna hit you with that one, or whatever, man. If you if you want some free time between, I mean, we're in the middle, we're getting started there with ain't all no this free grinding. Time. There's yeah, there's, I'll say all there's this work. My right master's now. program and MLB the show, and my fiance. Big facts, man. Um, 
this next one, man. So, you know, of course, everyone's played some fighting games in their time. If you haven't, I just it's a little bit strange or whatever. Um, but if you had to pick one between Smash Bros, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, or Tekken, where are you going? So I played a lot of Mortal Kombat when I was like younger in like middle school and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's gonna have to be Smash Bros. Like when I was in college, we had a Wii, and like there were nights where at our house we just like we'd just be like throwing a couple back and just ripping it on Smash Bros. And then eventually the living room would just turn into the Smash Bros. Like you had dudes tackling each other. Like we broke like three coffee tables, I think, something like that. We had to end up getting this actual like real sturdy one because we used to have these like flimsy ones and they just kept like breaking or falling over. It was becoming a problem. But yeah, it's definitely Smash Bros for me. Good lord, rugby team. What was y'all was out here wilding for real, man? Um a little sidebar to that or whatever, because, you know, like we were talking previously and everything, and it's not actually in the series of questions, but um, you you you, you talked to me and said you were really big and hype into racing games. So name a couple of your favorite racing games that you rock right, with. So I played almost every Need for Speed that's come out. Classic. Um, like Need for Speed has been a huge part of my gaming career. Um, just like, yeah, I love Need for Speed. As a PlayStation user, obviously Gran Turismo um, is like the realistic driving simulator that I've run. Um, I watch a ton of Formula One. Um, I never okay. actually played any of the Formula One games, but I watched a ton of Formula One. But for sure, Need for Speed has probably kind of been where it's at mostly. Um, I mean, like the most original Most Wanted um, is got to be up there for one of the best games I've ever played. Um, just like oh. Uh, I can't even like describe how much fun that was. Um, a really fun arcadey racing game that I loved uh, was Burnout. Like I love the Burnout series. Like there are some really good ones in there. Um, so yeah, I mean those those are kind of the three big series I probably played mostly growing up. Um, but I played like all the Need for Speed ones, Hot Pursuit, Hot Pursuit Two, uh, even like the newer ones. Um, I started to move a little bit away from them and more into like yeah. the kind of Gran Turismo, but obviously like into other games because they weren't super like, hey, play with friends type of thing. So like as I got older, I wanted to run run games with my friends. So that's kind of where we went with that. On this next one, man, they could be the same answer or they could be different. What is the best and or your favorite Grand Theft Auto game? Um, it's, pr- I think it's pretty simple for me. It's Vice City. Um, I, I, tell I love people Vice City. It's underrated. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's slept on. Um, it was the first one I played. So like, there's a little bias there. Yes. Um, but Vice City is such a good, it's a great story, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, like the game's a lot of fun, but the story's really good too. Um, San Andreas is San Andreas. I never played any of the more modern ones i haven't touched gta 5 um like honestly that might be like a game that i've never played that's super popular um i just kind of lost interest in the gta grind um i didn't have any friends that played it that's another big thing again like a lot of games that i played came down to like hey do i have a friend who's running it too um and so i didn't have many friends that ran um grand theft auto so i kind of moved away from it I watched a decent bit on Twitch. Like I used to watch like YouTube series from different people. Um, I actually have a couple friends that do like the role playing stuff. Those things are wicked funny. Um, dude, dudes get like serious into it. Like people start like 
getting emotional and like it becomes like a real thing. I was like, oh my goodness, this person like you realize is a video game. It's like we got people like getting thrown up against cop cars and like it's crazy stuff out there. So, but um, yeah, Vice City for me, Vice City all the way. Up next, man, I always say because we we came up in a generation where you couldn't just go on YouTube and see if the game was good or not. So what's a game that you hate and or let you down? So I got two parts to this question. Um, Game that let me down. Um, It's not a game. It's a series. Call of Duty let me down. (laughs) Um, I bought Call of Duties for years. Then they just got to a point where it's like, man, what are we putting out? Like, I get you want to put a game out every year. But you're putting out, like, bad games. Um, It's, like, running on wall stuff, like, jet... I was like, nah, this is not what Call of Duty is. You know, Prime Call of Duty is, like, COD 4 through, I would say, Black Ops 2. You know, that's that's Call of Duty for me. That's, like, the prime of, like, Call of Duty. Like, some incredible games, incredible games came out of there. So Call of Duty as a series let me down. Um, A particular game that I bought... That let me down is kind of tough. Um, I'm the type of person that I'll make things work. Like right. if I don't like like it, I'll make it work. Um, so it's kind of hard to specify a specific game. Um, like I'll ask friends. Like and again, I wouldn't didn't really buy games that my friends weren't playing. Right, even single player games. Like if my friends were playing them, that's what I was getting, so we could talk about it. Um, so it, it's hard for me to do a specific game, but Call of Duty definitely let me down as a series. Um, I think the last one I bought was World War II, but I like didn't buy a couple leading up to that. Um, World War II was decent, um, but yeah, just it wasn't the same after probably Black Ops Two. Um, I honestly bought some of the games just to play zombies. Me and my buddies would run zombies for hours, hours at night, like. Easy round 100s and like just constantly grinding, training all day um, to the point where like you're getting tired of doing the same motion with your hands. Um, so, but yeah, Call of Duty let me down as a series. Man, oh man. Um, the flip of that, what is the underrated game that you love? Underrated game that I love, huh? Um, like probably like, again, I'll go back to a series um I, again i don't know if it's underrated honestly um but the red dead games to me okay. are like so if you played red dead 2 which i think a lot of people did red dead yeah. 2 is a phenomenal game red dead 1 came out years before and is actually the sequel to red dead 2 red dead 1 picks up where red dead 2 leaves off um so if you have the access to red dead 1 and you've played red dead 2 play it again You'll, like, really understand the story better. Um, but those, like, I feel like Red Dead 1 is an underrated game. Obviously, the graphics are going to look whack to you. Um, because it's, like, an it's Xbox 360 and PS3, I believe. Yeah, um, I but it's a, so. it's a great, great game. Um, that was, like, I fell in love with that that style. That was, like, my one of my favorite Rockstar games um, that they ever released. So I'd say probably Red Dead 1. After this, man, you know, I'm notorious for it. I feel like with sports, you know, it's not really it, it's not really the thing or whatever, at least with this. But um, up next, what's the game that you loved but never finished? Loved but never finished. Um, that's kind of tough. Um, I wasn't like I wouldn't say I was like a completionist, like I'm trying to get platinum trophies for anything. Um, 
But in terms of like a game that I loved, maybe didn't play all the way through. Like I played all the campaigns of like the shooters I would play. Like I would beat the Need for Speeds. Um, I didn't really buy multiple games at a time. I wasn't like at that point with like financially like i wasn't buying multiple games at a time so like if i bought a game i probably was playing it for a couple months and by then i'd beaten it Uh, so i don't know if i can pin something down i mean a game that i guess i haven't completed is runescape right i've been playing that game for close to 18 years now and haven't completed it but i've taken my time off from the game i've gone back so on and so forth Uh, but i there's still like hundreds of quests i need to do and like so probably runescape's a game that i love that I've never completed. My buddy's about to get the completionist cape, so shouts out to him. Nice, nice. Um, up next, man, up here where you get to talk your shit a little bit. What is your, what would you say is your greatest video game accomplishment? Yeah, greatest video game accomplishment. Um, I'm not a top player. I'm not a top video game player. Um, but I had some crazy games um, back in Call of Duty. Um, I had like 96 and 2. Um, I had like a 45 and 0. Like I had some crazy numbers sometimes um, in like domination. Now we were basically farming people, but like still, regardless, had some crazy numbers. Um, just like that type, those days were probably like some of my like prime days in terms of putting up crazy numbers. I had like 140 kills and like three deaths in a game of Battlefield 3. Mm. Um, we, like, I got into a fighter jet and just was literally like mowing dudes down some dude shot me out of the sky i jumped out parachuted down and just got another jet and went back up um so like yeah there's some crazy crazy numbers i have in terms of of those types of games um but i haven't played a shooter game in like probably five years honestly but nothing nothing in mlb yet not yet soon though soon we're gonna have some some numbers to talk about Greatest Twitch accomplishment, I can probably continue on with that. So my best Twitch accomplishment is probably the fact that, like, I'm a mod in probably, like, close to 50 channels at this point, um, which is a pretty pretty big thing for me. I feel that. Oh, I said, what, what, would, what would you say would be your Mount Rushmore of gaming? Oh, Mount Rushmore. Sorry, I think you froze a little bit. Um, I did. My Mount Rushmore games is it's. I'm gonna go series uh, for sure. It's gonna nice. be Need for Speed, um, probably MLB The Show. Um, I probably have to put RuneScape up there, uh, just because of okay. how much it meant to me. Um, and then I'm probably gonna put just because of like the importance and the amount of time I've gotten to play with friends. Um, but Call of Duty, uh, basically between cod 4 all the way to black ops 2 um that was the game i played every single day after school get home fire up call of duty play for seven hours so on and so forth so i have to put them up there i like that man i like that you know it's just right right to the point you know last thing here you know for let you go you know busy individual gotta do a lot of stuff you gotta do man when people come and check you out, I mean, they see Gnome Therian. I mean, rather that be Twitch, TikTok, you know, you talked about maybe doing a little bit of YouTube, just, you know, you have a Discord, anything. What should they expect? Yeah, I think, I mean, what you should expect is the ability to just be who you are, ask the questions you want to ask. I will answer any single question that is asked of me. Um, 
I'm not going to like hide things about myself, but I'm also like, if you have a question about like a card, you have a question on how to do something, how to like pretty much can be anything. Like I'm happy to answer it. I had a, someone come in asking me questions for homework one time, which like after a point I was like, you got to start doing some of the work yourself. Um, <gasps> but yeah, I'm happy to come talk about anything. Um, I teach history. So like you want to come chat history to me, we'll chat all day. Um, I'm actually working on a project right now with a, uh, another teacher who streams who shall not be named for now. Um, but we're going to get some, some good content coming out there, but yeah, just come in. Um, I'm not going to be screaming my head off all the time. Sometimes I will be, um, expect. Okay. Gameplay. Um, expect a lot of bad PCIs. Um, good pitching, good pitching. You will get good pitching. Um, but the PCI placement will be poor. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good time. We got crazy good music always going on. Um, and the boys are buzzing, so always expect a good time in chat. Uh, 1000% there, man. Um I have enjoyed this. I, I really have. I I've, I've got to know you a lot. I, you know, I, I was some things I, I I didn't see coming at all. Yeah, I mean again, like it's hard to really tell who someone is based on just like watching their streams, right? Everyone on right. stream is is a personality. Um, you can either be like, you can, like, you think your streamer, your favorite streamer is who they are in real life is going to be sometimes rare. Um, like obviously like they're not completely fake on their stream. Right. Um, but sometimes the way they talk and the way they act is to entertain people. Um, and then when you get to talk to them in real life, like they're a human being. Uh, so like if you ever go into a chat and you see people like bad mouthing streamers, like. Most streamers can handle it and will be able to to deflect, but always remember that at the end of the day, these are just people who are trying to have fun. Um, right. And so it's been a blast. Like I love meeting new people, chatting with people, getting to see who they are. The fact that I've gotten to talk to so many of these these guys off stream and see who they are off stream too is like a super awesome time. So I'm so glad you had me on, be able to to share my story a little bit. Um, yeah, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure, my man. What one thousand percent? Last two things I got here. Whatever. If I'm ever up in that region, man, definitely got to hit you up. We got to get a brew or a couple. In my case, or whatever. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, on the way out, any plugs? I'm I'm gonna put everything as far as no fearing guys in the bio description and below. Y'all make sure to check them out. But do you have any plugs you wanna maybe I mean, tease I, or throw? Off I don't. People? I don't usually plug myself. Um, I mean, shout out to all the boys. Um, everyone who who grinds on Twitch. Um, everyone who works hard. Like. The boys who are live right now, like working hard, like shout out to all of them. Uh, they really make it worth it. Uh, Mook, again, appreciate you having me on. Um, yes, sir. Your streams are electric. Unfortunately, we don't get enough Mook streams. You know, we only get yeah. them a couple times a week, but <laughs> maybe we'll get a little more consistent. But I guess like my my kind of closing line is going to be that uh, success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. So as long as you love what you're doing, you're going to be successful. Um, that's kind of the mindset I take into work every day. It's the mindset I take into streaming. It's the mindset I take into pretty much anything I do. Um, I think it's a really good way to think about things. If you're not having fun doing something, switch it up. Uh, don't be afraid to branch out. Uh, be you if you're going to start streaming. If you don't stream right now and you want to start, be you. Um, if you have people coming for something that's not you, you're going to lose viewers. Uh, so make sure you you just be you. Be genuine with the people um, and give them what they want. I love that, man. So it's a great way to close out and everything. Um, you know, 
I guess with that one being said, man, uh, we say it at the beginning and the end of all of these. Remember, like always, uh, to rate, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Links and everything in the bio description, all that good stuff below. Like we said, um, you know, we got more stuff coming. Wrestling this week is going to be absolutely insane. Can't wait to talk about all things WrestleMania, Stand and Deliver, see what... NXT, what's going to see what uh, AEW and Dynamite and Rampage have got, got going on this week, and you know, just all the little stuff or whatever. Got some more things for y'all coming out. Always kind of drop us a little bit of content, you know, little, no, no teasers yet. Uh, we talked about it. Um, of course, that uh, new playlist or whatever available on Apple Music and Spotify. Go check that out on Linktree. You know, we got Discord now. Make sure to go rock with your boy there. Uh, merch is finally available. I'm so excited for that. You know, that that was one I was really just been getting the kinks out and everything and finally found something I really love. And just, hey, you know, if you're rocking with your boy or whatever, you appreciate and everything, go get go get you some Moot Doll merch and everything. But this is an incredible episode, man. So, hey, could not thank him more enough and everything. You know, shout out to Boston, all the types of stuff and everything. Y'all know him. Y'all love him. He goes by Notharian. I go by Moot. And until next time, to let us know.